Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 48. Your experience isn't about what it appears to be about. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. A few years ago, I wrote an article that was called something like, you aren't thinking about what you think you're thinking about, or I don't know, something like that. And, you know, this this idea is something that's present all the time about the about. So the way a typical person talks, the way I talk and you talk, is that there's a certain um, kind of structure to our sentences and maybe even to our thoughts. So we say and think things like, I'm thinking about lunch. I'm worried about this weekend. I'm excited for this summer. Same with feelings, right? I'm feeling attracted to that person. I'm nervous about the exam. I'm happy about how the launch went, whatever. So we have this structure where there's a subject and it's the about. There's always an about. Now, of course there is. And I can even make a case. I'm sure you can see how that's sort of the important part, right? So walking around as physical beings down on earth where we're playing this game and there's stuff all around us, there's form everywhere. There's, um, there's all kinds of about, there's all kinds of stuff for us to be thinking about and working about and feeling about and doing things about. That makes perfect sense, right? It's, of course, where we we don't just sit and think like, oh, I'm thinking, I'm feeling, I'm being. We're all about the about because in many ways, that's kind of the interesting, exciting part. Now, what I want you to see is like, don't go making that different. You know, that's not a problem at all. It's a beautiful thing. But there's another another side of this. So, for example, when when I'm talking with someone, someone in the school who's worried about something, let's say, or they say they're obsessed with something, the thing that they're obsessed with or worried about is what has all their attention. Everything after that about is where they're really stuck. It's where they're really caught up. And what I see for them, and now I don't always see this for myself, obviously, but what I pretty much always see in someone else is that the about doesn't matter at all. The about is just the piece that's that's keeping them stuck. And, and it's not really the way it appears to be. So let me give you an example. Someone is really, really worried about this weekend, whatever's happening this weekend, right? They're really worried about this weekend. What I see in that is a person who's filled with a a busy mind and lots of worried thinking. Now, if you listen to the content of their thinking, if you dive into the story of their thinking, it's all about whatever's going to happen this weekend. In their heads, because we tend to be so focused on the subject 
not the predicate or the verb. Like I'm focused on the predicate or the verb for them, right? I'm just seeing a person with a busy mind who's worrying a ton. And because minds don't just worry, they worry about stuff. They bring in content. They bring in sensory information and stories and world of form details. So a mind just doesn't sit there and worry. I mean, sometimes it does. <laughs> minds can do all kinds of crazy things. But so a mind can just sit there and spin. But most of the time, even when a mind is spinning very quickly, it's telling stories. That's what keeps us engaged. If there's no story, we're not really all that interested. So this person who's worried about the weekend, let's say, they're totally consumed in the about. Their, their mind is giving them pictures and images and predictions and their imagination is in overdrive, telling them about what's going to happen this weekend. What I see not being them is, oh, your mind is just racing. Your mind's going to, you know, when a mind is racing, it'll make up all kinds of scary stuff about this weekend. But here's the important part. This weekend could still be there. I mean, there is no weekend if it's this weekend and it hasn't come yet, right? But anyway, that aside, like this this coming weekend is still this coming weekend. And that exact same person with the same coming weekend, with the same circumstances, could have a quiet mind and there wouldn't be a problem. So I, I see from the outside looking in at them that it has nothing to do with this weekend. And that's true whether we're in the middle of the weekend or not. It has nothing to do with this weekend. What's really at cause, what's really creating their suffering and going on there is that their mind is racing and their mind just so happens to be talking about this weekend. You see that difference? Now, again, I'm not saying, you know, live your life differently in that you don't, you don't have about, <laughs> like you, your mind doesn't think about, about things that you don't add in and focus on the subject of what you're thinking. Of course you will. We all do all the time. And that's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with that even, you know, it's, it's again, it's what makes this physical form kind of game side of life fun and gamey. Like we're walking around on earth doing stuff and we think about that stuff. So not a problem at all. I just want you to see the other side because seeing this in a bigger picture way is really kind of huge. It keeps, it gets us less caught up in the about. And when we're less caught up in the about, we're just less caught up. So another example, um, there's a woman on the forum recently in the school um, who who was saying something along the lines of, you know, she has physical health issues and physical pain and stuff. And, and she's asking really legitimate, understandable question, right? Like, how do I not worry about these health issues? And, and, you know, saying things like, anyone would worry about these health issues? How do I not feel fear or resistance about the physical pain I'm feeling? Now, I can hear that and as a fellow human being say, I have no idea. I don't know. You know, physical pain and health issues. And when we focus there, which is where we focus, that's the subject of the sentence. That's the about. 
It's where every normal, natural human mind is going to go because it's vivid and it's emotional and it's got story to it. And it's, you know, and it's sticky. It's like quicksand. It sucks us in. So, you know, like everyone, our whole community comes together and says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I'd be feeling the same way. And and you're right. That's so hard. And And that's simply because they're all focused on the about. They're all... They're all sucked in by this woman's physical pain and her health issues. And from that sucked into the about place, they're trying to feel and see differently. And it doesn't work that way. It it will not work that way. It will not work that way when we're looking at someone else's life. And it will not work that way when we're looking at our own lives, especially when we're looking at our own lives. What I see is a woman who has some physical pain and health issues. Yes, it's an unfortunate circumstance. And I see her mind worrying and obsessing and figuring and resisting and fearing. And the content of her mind, you know, when her mind is in overdrive and it's fearing and resisting and worrying and obsessing and trying to fix and all of that, the subject is, yeah, how do I get myself to better health? But you know what? We all see people all the time whose mind is doing the same thing about some other subject. The subject isn't really the thing. The mind doing all that stuff and us getting caught up in it, thinking, oh, I do need to figure this out and then I can be happy and I can't be at peace until this shifts. That's the problem. So you stay back with the predicate. You stay back with that verb of like, no, you're just caught up in thinking right now. And, you know, that's, it's the kindest thing that we can do for ourselves or someone else because it, it simplifies things. Sometimes people hear that and they think that it's, um, negating their their circumstance or it's denying their circumstance or it's not validating their circumstance. I don't know. But, you know, it isn't that. It's it's really just seeing what's at cause here. Because when we focus on the about, it starts to look like, now we can't help it, but it starts to look like the stuff that we're thinking about and that we're worrying about and that we're resisting, the, the stuff that we're resisting is at cause for our feelings. We get that confused when we're focused on the about. Of course we do. It gets really confusing. And we start saying things like, if I just felt better, I'd be okay. If I just knew that my health was going to work out, my health issues were going to work out, then I could be at peace. And that's, that's because we're focused on the about and we're wrong. It doesn't work that way. It works the other way. If you stopped worrying... Or not even that, but if you could see how your mind is creating your worry and your fear and your resistance, then you'd be at peace. Then whatever you know you could think to do to help yourself with your physical situation or your whatever circumstances are, then you'd have so much more ability to have fresh new thought to help yourself. Then you could do things in the world to to help change the circumstance. But from being weighed down with a bunch of thinking and fear and resistance that looks like it's about something that isn't changing, you're kind of screwed. So another another one that just came up this week, a bunch of these, and they always do, but it just kind of hit me in, in a day or two this week, which made me um, think to talk about it here, is 
um, a, a woman I know who her daughter's getting married in a couple weeks and, you know, she's doing a lot for the wedding and there's just a lot going on around all of that. And it was such a similar thing. It's like in her mind, how do I not work night and day? How do I not obsess over every detail about this wedding, about my daughter's wedding? Now, you can see in something like that when it's like, as soon as we say my daughter, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but all of a sudden it's emotional. All of a sudden it's like you get an image of her daughter or your daughter and your mind goes goes to work coming up with all these stories about how beautiful the wedding should be and how she deserves it and how what if it's not beautiful and like what if people are disappointed, you know, it's just, it's it opens up this giant can of worms and and it's an emotional can of worms. It's a personal can of worms and we get really caught up in it. So again, you could have 50 people hearing that and being like, oh, you're right. Work really hard. Make this wedding perfect so everyone's happy. And that would make sense, right? I mean, we're focused on the about and you have the picture of the smiling daughter in your head. And of course, that's where you go when you're caught up in the subject when the about looks like the important part. But I want her to chop off the about. I want to jump in an airplane and look from 30,000 feet and look down and say, here's just a woman with a ton on her mind. And given that her daughter's getting married in two weeks, of course, when your mind is spinning, it's looking for things to grab, to pull into its web to pull into its story. You know, there's a there's a deposit at the florist to do this week and your mind is spinning. It's like, oh my gosh, are we late? Are the flowers going to be okay? Is it all going to work out? Or there's a deposit at the florist due this week. Your mind isn't spinning and you go pay the deposit. You see how the the verb comes first. The busy mind comes first. It's it's the thinking and the worrying, and, and it's not just the bad stuff, the excitement, the joy, the enthusiasm, the attraction, all of that. That's that's kind of the important part. That's what comes first. And then just the way a mind works is that when our mind is spinning around, all jacked up with tons of energy, it's going to start talking to us. It's going to pull in stories about what's happening out there in the world. And that's a beautiful thing, especially when we see how that works, when we aren't only about the about and we can see, oh no, the busy mind happened first and then all the details and stories came in. So we want to chop off the about a little bit more. And again, I don't mean really because the about is the fun, detailed, you know, illusion come to life part. It's the part where we're down here on earth playing a game. We just have a lot more fun in that game and and do much better in that game when we know it's a game. And chopping off the about part is what helps remind us that it's a game. It puts it into perspective. You you go up in your spaceship and you look down on earth and you see seven and a half billion people with varying degrees of thinking. There is no such thing as about up there. You just see a bunch of humans thinking stuff up. And 
it's really awesome to bring a little bit of that into our lives for ourselves. So if we start to chop off the about, you're just feeling stuff. Now on one level, you chop off the about, what you instantly get to is all those different descriptors of things that we think and feel. I'm worried. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm feeling worry. I'm feeling excitement. I'm feeling nerves. That's okay. That's a little closer, right? Like the the worry isn't about anything. It's just I'm worried. And then, and then it becomes about whatever's in front of your face or whatever's on your calendar. The excitement isn't about, it's excitement. And then, and I mean, and then in like a split second later, and then our mind says, ooh, what do I attribute this excitement to? Oh yeah, this is coming up. That's happening. So the feelings there, the thinking's there, thought and feeling, same thing. They're there. And then our mind brings in the about to kind of round out the story and make this this uh, human experience really human for us. But if we start to chop off the about, we're just there with thoughts and feelings. And, you know, even those descriptors, if we really look at it, the, the worried versus excited versus nervous versus happy, those really are coming from our mind too. Those are a little after the fact. If we really want to get deep and look at this, we're just alive and feeling stuff. And then our mind is slapping labels on it. But, you know, let's take this one step at a time. (laughs) We don't have to get to that point. But even to just chop off the about and see that the thinking and the feeling comes first, hugely helpful, hugely helpful, especially when you're really caught up in the about. That, you know, that's the perfect, perfect kind of system. We get really caught up about something. We get really obsessed with something. We get really excited or nervous for something. And that something is is just what's keeping us kind of stuck. So our stuckness is a beautiful thing because it starts to point us back to, oh, I'm just thinking a lot. I'm just feeling a lot. And now, now I'm pinning it on the world around me. So I hope some of this makes sense. All, all emotion it's really kind of the same thing in a big way. And we're so blessed that we get both sides of it. We get to see what I'm sharing here and we get to see it before the about. We get to have that perspective where we are. We can jump in an airplane and see ourselves even from that bit of distance and see, oh, I'm just caught up right now. I just have a busy mind right now. And we get to come back down to earth and walk around and play our game and get totally caught up in the illusion. It's awesome. We get both. And it's especially awesome when we see both sides of it more and more clearly. Hey, have you read my book, Being Human? If you haven't, I'm giving it away for free. So you can go over to dramyjohnson.com slash being human and download the digital copy totally for free. Now, I still sell this book on Amazon. You can go buy the paperback if you want. You can even buy the Kindle version if you want, but there's no point because I'm giving it away for free. So go over to dramyjohnson.com slash being human and grab your copy. If you enjoy this podcast, would you mind leaving a quick review on iTunes? Those reviews go a really long way in attracting brand new listeners to this new paradigm. And that's really kind of what I'm all about. So thank you so much to those of you who have reviewed it already. So many of you have, and I really, really, really appreciate it.